0: From Valdosta, Georgia, this is Let's Talk Valdosta, a podcast about all things City of Valdosta, from new programs to events, interviews with small business owners, and engaged citizens. This podcast brought to you by the City of Valdosta Public Information Office. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Valdosta, a City of Valdosta podcast. And we've taken a little bit of break. I know you might have missed us. Um, things have been a little crazy this summer, and and now we are um, in the height of of COVID-19 in our community and seeing cases on the rise so we thought what better way to kickstart um, back into the fall season with South Health District staff and what they're seeing on the ground um, with COVID-19 in our community so we have Kristen Patton with us and Monchita McDonald and I will let them introduce themselves
1: um, their roles and what South Health District is and, and what they do for our community Kristen Hi, everyone. My name is Kristen Patton. I'm the public information officer with South Health District. And like Ashlyn mentioned, um, we are with South Health District, and that is part of the Georgia Department of Public Health. We cover 10 counties, Ben Hill, Berrien, Brooks, Cook, Eccles, Irwin, Linear, Tift, Turner, and of course Lowndes County. I can only say them if I say them alphabetically. (laughs) And I'm here with Monchita McDonald. I'm going to let her introduce herself.
2: Hello, I'm Lansheeta McDaldenholt, and I'm a family nurse practitioner with South Health District's Baby Love Program.
0: Awesome, well, ladies, thank you so much for coming. And um, I think first we should just start with, um, you know, we, we're seeing cases on, on the rise, a higher number of cases and hospitalizations um, and higher amounts this go around. So. What, what are you seeing here locally in our community and the surrounding counties as it relates to COVID?
1: You're absolutely right. Unfortunately, across our district, we have seen a huge increase in the number of cases that we are seeing each week. Um, we are seeing numbers comparable to those that we saw in the largest surge that we've seen, which was last January. We're seeing numbers that are even higher than that, and that is so unfortunate. Um today, August twenty fifth, uh in Lowndes County there are seventeen thousand six hundred and sixty-five cases. And that number is high. What is an even higher number comparatively is that in the last six days alone we have seen almost one thousand cases. And that is crazy. Those are numbers that we have not seen again, like I said, since January, and so That is a common trend across our region, unfortunately. And so we're trying to do everything that we can to make sure everyone knows that if you can get vaccinated, please go get vaccinated. We offer vaccinations every day that our health departments are open in all 10 of our counties. There's no cost associated with them. Many of the hospitals in the region, providers in the region, pharmacies in the region, everybody is offering this vaccine. If you can get vaccinated, please go get vaccinated because that is the only way that we are going to slow these numbers down.
3: And what is the rate, I'm not sure if you know, of people who are being admitted into the hospital that are not vaccinated?
1: So what we're seeing locally and across the country is that individuals that are being brought into the hospital with COVID-19, about 90 percent of them, between 90 and 95 percent are unvaccinated. Now, whenever you look into the ICUs and the ventilator patients, 95 to 100% of those are typically unvaccinated. So there is very clear evidence that vaccination, while it may not be a 100% guarantee that you will not get COVID-19, it is a pretty safe bet that you won't get seriously ill. It extremely lessens your chances. And what's the vaccination rate um,
0: you know, that we have here locally?
1: for our, our community as a whole so for Lowndes County the current fully vaccinated rate is 29 percent. we consider fully vaccinated being two weeks after your last dose whether or not that's Pfizer Moderna or Janssen and that is about the average number across our district some of our counties are as low as 22 percent, some go up to 32 but those numbers are much lower than what we would hope that they would be and so, just
0: to give like the 101 on vaccines, there's three different options that people have to choose from. Um, can you break down those three options for everybody?
2: Yes, there are three options. You have Pfizer. Pfizer is a two dose vaccine, which is given 21 days apart. And then you have Moderna, which is also a two dose vaccine that's given 28 days apart. And then Janssen, which is a one dose vaccine.
0: So y'all, Y'all have, I guess, which ones do you have? Um, at the
1: health department
2: we have moderna here in louis county
1: we are getting pfizer um we hope to be able to offer pfizer in more of our health departments we have the ability to get pfizer here now but the main vaccine that we have on hand is moderna
3: and one of the questions that we saw um yesterday when we had a um town hall for city employees was um cross-vaccination so can you tell us a little bit about that
1: yes it is not recommended that you cross vaccinate so if you get a Pfizer first dose you need to get a Pfizer second dose you need to get a Pfizer additional dose or booster dose same with Moderna and then Janssen they haven't put out the studies on whether or not you would need a booster dose but I feel very confident that if they do put that recommendation out the same recommendation would go that you not cross vaccinate
4: and um, and you quickly there mentioned boosters. Um, I guess there there's now boosters being recommended for those who are immune compromised. Can you tell us about what that is, what that means, and when can I get that booster?
1: So right now we're offering we're calling them additional doses for the moderately to severely immune compromised, we're calling them additional doses because we want people to understand that in comparison to a booster, this is what we are considering part of your regular vaccination. I I lost the word. Anyways, that's what you should get if you are moderately to severely immune compromised that should not be considered a booster at that point because your immune system is lessened. And so that's what you need to get the full efficacy from the vaccine. What we are hoping is by the end of September, beginning of October, that we will be able to begin offering booster doses to the general public. We don't know what that rollout's going to look like, if it's going to be a tier system similar to what we saw whenever the vaccines first came out, or if it'll just be a free-for-all and everybody that, can wa- that wants it can come get it but those will be booster doses. And so we're hoping sometime in the fall to be able to offer those. While we're on the subject of people who are immune
3: compromised, um, I know some of the comments that we see on our social media page when we share numbers and statistics um, is that people wanna know what is the percentage of these people who are contracting COVID that have underlying health conditions or or are immune compromised. And um, I know with the Delta variant, we're seeing a completely Different demographic that is being affected this time around. So, can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: So, unfortunately, this go around with the Delta variant, we are seeing otherwise healthy individuals, no immune compromising uh, conditions people that are extraordinarily healthy, getting seriously ill, and even in some cases dying. And so the Delta variant, unfortunately, it's not following that common trend of the original variant to where we kind of knew, okay, you were at higher risk if you were in these categories, so you knew to take extra steps to protect yourself. Now it's anybody and everybody is being hit extremely hard with the Delta variant.
0: What are some of the symptoms that y'all are seeing with that Delta variant that people should look out for?
2: Some of the symptoms with the Delta variant is coming on like a common cold. So you're seeing like the runny nose, itchy throat, sore throat, um, headaches. Some people are even experiencing diarrhea.
4: And um, let's talk a little bit about testing. I know we're testing tons of people. Um, Can you go over some of those numbers And I guess, can we also talk about when should I go get tested if I feel like I've, if I've been exposed to someone who's, who's positive?
1: So across our district, we are seeing a huge increase in the number of individuals wanting to get tested. We're testing hundreds of people a day and we're only open for a couple of hours for testing in Lowndes County. The hospital I know is seeing, I think they said they saw 1300 the other day and that's just the two of us. There are tons of other private providers that are also offering testing and I can't even begin to speak for their numbers. And as far as the timeline in which you should get tested, I'm gonna let Monchita speak on that cause I think she'd be able to explain
2: it better than I can. So if you are experiencing symptoms, you can get tested immediately. But if you think you've just been in direct exposure, you should wait three to five days because the with the Delta variant, um, you can go get tested if you've been exposed, but you're probably going to get a negative test result if you go get tested immediately. Usually the positive result won't show up until about three days, three to five days later.
4: And I know that's a change from the original
2: variant. Yes, with the original um, variant, like Kristen stated earlier, it usually wouldn't show positive to about 10 days.
0: So part of the reason that we wanted you know, to have you guys on was to kind of dispel um, some myths that we're seeing on our page, and I know y'all are seeing on your page, um, but they're out there and, and you know, people are looking for information and sometimes they come across misinformation. So I wanted to see if we could just kind of rapid fire some of those myths so that y'all can answer them for us. Okay. So one of the
3: questions that we see a lot is um, people want to know, does the COVID-19 vaccine affect fertility
2: no it does not um it does not affect fertility if you're looking to get pregnant in the future you can still get pregnant the vaccine is safe you should get the vaccine and you will be okay
1: we do know that pregnant women are at higher risk of getting seriously ill from COVID-19 so it's extremely important that you're protected before you get pregnant yes and so
3: with that being said um are the vaccines safe for people who are currently pregnant or even breastfeeding?
2: Yes, it is. And And speaking from
1: experience, um, as a breastfeeding mother who has been vaccinated, my baby, um, hopefully has some extra antibodies to help fight COVID-19.
4: Okay. Uh, I guess this is another one that we've seen a lot. Will the um, COVID-19 vaccine, vaccine alter my DNA?
2: It will not, the COVID vaccine is made from messenger RNA and that is actually made from a protein which triggers your immune response to help protect your body. So it will not trigger your DNA. So do COVID-19 vaccines cause any long-term health effects that we know of? The COVID vaccine does not cause any long-term health effects, but COVID itself will. And this is actually called long COVID, where some people are continuing to have, like, long-term coughs. Um, They're continuing to have long-term respiratory issues. Some people are also having, like, um, multi-system problems where multiple organs are failing because of covid long terms and and then weeks and months this can go on where you're still coughing you're still having difficulty breathing people are having brain fogs they're having headaches all from having covid so i would rather have the vaccine than to have long covid
4: okay so there is a possibility of long covid but can the vaccine actually make me sick if taking the vaccine.
2: The vaccine, some people have, like, um, like you may have some arm soreness or something like that. Some people have, like, cold symptoms after the vaccine that may last a day or so, but not, like, respiratory issues that are caused from actually getting COVID.
3: So if I've already had COVID, and not necessarily saying that I have, but just for people who have, um, is there even a need to get vaccinated?
2: It is.
4: And um, how do we actually know that these vaccines are safe and effective if they've only been off, only been authorized for emergency use up until a couple of days ago?
1: So We are very excited that Pfizer was actually approved and received its approval a couple of days ago, but yes, Moderna is still under that emergency use authorization.
2: Yes. And there have been clinical trials done on these vaccines.
4: Um, can receiving a COVID-19 vaccine cause you to be magnetic which is something we've seen online also and that is
2: crazy I just had this conversation with someone last night and I put a magnet up to my arm to prove (laughs) to them that my arm is not magnetic
1: I'm just saying I bet you if you took a um, A hand sanitizer wipe to those people's arms and cleaned it off just a little bit, they probably wouldn't be magnetic, quote unquote, anymore. (laughs) I mean, hey, it could help you find your keys easier. There
3: you go. Um, And so what are the ingredients of the COVID-19 vaccines? Do they include microchips or fetal cells? Mm
2: -hmm. No, they just, um, they briefly made up of protein, like I said earlier, from the messenger RNA.
1: I just want to tell people who are listening to this that we did not make those questions up.
0: Those
3: are
1: actual <laughs> Those are questions genuine questions that now. we see on our social media accounts every single day. <laughs>
3: and speaking of social yeah. media, I know you guys have social media platform, um, and that seems to be the place where a lot of people are getting their information. So um, we do kind of want to put a warning out there that if you are getting your information from social media, to make sure to follow those reputable sources. And can you give us a little bit of information on what
1: those would be? Absolutely. So, of course, the CDC, the FDA, um, your local hospital. So, SGMC is very active on Facebook. We are on Facebook. So, um, South Health District, not that I'm biased at all, but you should definitely follow our page. Just make sure that you're following actual medical professionals and not just Joe Blow off of the street uh, to get your vaccine safety information.
0: Awesome. And um, just to give people a quick rundown really quick of uh, y'all are offering vaccination um, throughout the week. You also offer testing. Can you get those hours just real quick again?
1: Yes. So we offer vaccination Monday through Friday at all 10 of our health departments. Our health departments are open from eight to five every day. And then we offer testing monday through friday as well um we offer the um the test that takes 24 to 36 hours pcr test on mondays and tuesdays we've partnered with a company called mako and we offer those and then on wednesday thursday and friday we offer the rapid tests those are the tests that you get back in 15 minutes
2: awesome
0: well thank you ladies is there anything else that we did not cover i know there's a lot of information out there and y'all are doing your your best to push it out there um, and, and get accurate information out to our our community and the public. So is there anything that we didn't cover that um, you might want to mention?
1: We definitely want to remind everybody that protecting yourself is one benefit of the vaccine, but protecting those who are not able to get vaccinated is another benefit. And that is an extremely important thing to remember that it's not just for you, it's for those around you. With the Delta variant, we are seeing younger individuals testing positive. We're seeing a lot of children that are school age testing positive in all 10 of our counties and children under 12 are not able to get vaccinated right now. So just remember that it's not just you that you're protecting whenever you get the vaccine.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming in. um, And we really appreciate it. And we'll make sure that we get all of that information out. um, And thanks everyone for tuning
1: in. Thank you for having us.
4: Overcoming COVID and returning to normal life can only happen if we work together to stop the spread. Vaccination is the number one way to slow the spread and to protect yourself and those you love against COVID-19. Call your local health department today to schedule your vaccination appointment. South Health District offers COVID-19 vaccinations with no out-of-pocket expense in all 10 counties they serve. For the most up-to-date information on COVID-19, like South Health District on Facebook or visit our website at southhealthdistrict.com.